glory to God. How many of y'all believe that? I said, how many of y'all believe that? Man, if you truly believe that, man, I tell you what, we'd have to hold you down. I know. Now, everybody else may not know, but I know that many people here have gone through tests, trials, tribulations, situations that, man, if God hadn't got involved, if God had not intervened, if God had not moved in, in a mighty way, man, your life would be so much different. So, see, this is what we got to stop doing. We got to stop singing songs like we sing it at a concert. This ain't no concert. This is you and God having intimacy. See, when you, when you have an intimacy, like husbands and wife, when you have intimacy, she don't want a football game going on. He don't want to be hearing about no notebook. When you got intimacy going on, it's just, it's baby, it's just me and you. You block out everything else. That's why God, thank God, on the eighth day, he created the DVR to record that football game. On, on the ninth grade, he created, he created streaming, so you can go back and look at the notebook. Point being is, when it's time for you and God, when it's time for you and your, your loved one to be intimate with one another, you block everything else out and you focus on one thing. And that's the same way when you come into praise and worship, you got to block everything else out. See, when you're singing those songs, it's not just singing the song. Because, see, you got to believe the words that you say. If you don't believe the words you say, you might as well cut on. I mean, get, get your phone stuff out. Because I remember when y'all was in the world. Y'all ain't been that safe. Y'all don't remember when y'all in the world. When your jam came on, oh, you was all, oh, yeah, that's it. All into it. So why would you give God any less? See, when we're saying God's so good, see, it's, it's you, God, because you've been a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That's, that's, a, that's a proclamation that you're saying unto God. And then we said, Lord, I know you're going to do it again. You made a way out of no way. You moved the mountain when I, I couldn't see. Lord, you're going to do it again. It is because you, do, you are such a boy maker, because you don't done it again. Lord, you're just so good. You see what I'm saying? It's a buildup. It's kind of buildup. It ain't like you come in the room, baby, I'm ready. And you're like, oh, I was waiting on you. No, it, it's a buildup from the, when the time you said good morning. All during the day. I'm going to give y'all a quick note on, on marriage counseling. Intimacy does not begin when the act is about to go down. Intimacy starts throughout the cold course of the day. You know, you woo and woo and woo and woo her. And you looking at her, she looking at you, and you giving her that look, and she giving you that look, and, and it, but y'all don't work up all through the day. Now, you can't get in an argument, but, and then you're like, hey, baby. Joker, you better kick, kick brick. Ain't nothing going down. So with God is intimacy throughout the whole day. And that, oh, that's good, Lord. He said, intimacy is into me see. Into me see. So when you're in praise and worship, you're saying, God, into me see. And God says, into me see. He wants to expose everything to you, but you can't do it. Hallelujah. Frozen chosen. Y'all got to get loose. Shake up. Shake it out a little bit. Shake it out a little bit. 
I know this is Canada and it's cold in the mojo outside, but shake it out. We ain't coming, y'all coming out of that. I buy that devil in the name of Jesus, y'all. That frozen chosen, that mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, it died. Y'all didn't realize it, but when you cross over the third, I already know what's gonna happen today. Y'all don't know, but I know. I seen it already. Get ready. No more frozen chosen. 2021, if I see that religious spirit on you, the oil's gonna be at the door, casting it off for you in the name of Jesus. And then you can come in the house. Glory to God. No more. No, you. Sh how many people? Oh, that's good, Lord. How many people want? Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, y'all gonna get it this morning. Go ahead, and have a seat in the name of Jesus, cause I know what's coming. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. I love you. I'm so glad to see you. Turn to your other neighbor. Say, hey, neighbor. I love you. I'm so glad to see you. Turn one more person. Hey neighbor. hey, neighbor. The adversary did everything he could, everything he could. to try to keep you from coming this morning. But you made it. Yeah. See, that in itself is a testimony. The, the fact that he did, he threw everything but the kitchen sink at you this year through this whole COVID situation, through the social social injustice situation, through all the lockdowns and the whole nine yards to try to keep you from getting to this point here. See, that's the great thing about being a pastor because you know what everybody else don't know and you know you should be the one singing the loudest. When I, when I went through my situation, what, three years ago? I was the loudest one. When I got, man, when I got on, the, I was on the loudest one when I was still going through the situation. I didn't wait till I get on, got on the other side of the mountain on the, when the, it jumped off. I'm like, oh, no, this is how it's going to end, because that's what the father said. And when it jumped off, and I irritated my lovely so bad, because every morning, glory to God, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. She's like, don't you see what's going on? I said, I see what's going on, but I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what he says. So I'm going to get in agreement with him and say what he says, because if I look at everything that's going on outside of me, I will be upset and crying and I know well, nobody knows with my, my my violin and everything sitting there and if I was a drinking man which I'm not but if I was a drinking man I'd have me some Hennessy and some other stuff going on and everything trying to solve an issue that none of that's ever going to solve are y'all ready this morning I've been up since 3 30 I'm ready to go I'm ready to go uh, yeah, I'm bringing it, brother. I'm about to bring it. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it out this morning. Now, we're, gonna, we're not even going to. Yes, sir. I can jump right in. Thank you. Here we go. I make this declaration. Don't listen with the same ears you came in here with. See, God will only, can only meet you at your level of expectation. So if you expect nothing, you will get exactly what you expected. Nothing. But if you come in expecting, Lord, I'm expecting you to speak a word to me today that's going to change my life forever, going to change my family's life forever. It's going to change my circumstance forever. Father, I'm ready to receive it. So when you come in, you got to be doing the bus stop, looking, expecting it. And I'm telling you, he ain't going to disappoint you this morning. I know for a fact he ain't going to disappoint. So here we go. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me. To preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open to the prisons of them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. 
to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joyful mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that he might be glorified. Hmm. And they shall build up the waste, old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many. To replace, to repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Now, who did he say was going to do that? Who did he say was going to be the ones who are going to build the old ways, to raise the former desolations, and to repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations? Dims us, us. Jesus is not going to get off the throne to do what he's already equipped, ordained, and prepared us to do. See, we're waiting on him to do something, and he's waiting on us to do what he's already told us to do. See, if you're waiting on God to jump off the throne and fix it for you, you are looking at the, you did not read your Bible. Because he's going to cooperate with you to do. When I went through the situation, I had a part in it. He told me what, it was, what the outcome was going to be, but I still had a part in it. How many people realized this year when you was going through your situation, you had a part? If you sat by and did nothing, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You got to do something. You got to do something. You got to do something. So, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity and word. We thank you, Father, that our preaching and teaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom, but, Father, that it's in demonstration of spirit and power. That the faith of people lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the manifestation of your power. Holy Spirit, you're already here. Continue to move up and down each and every hour. Touch each and every person. Let my tongue be the pen of the ready writer, writing the very oracles of your word upon their hearts. And Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if I was to give this message, if we was to give this message a title, the title of this message would be From Rags to Riches. From Rags to Riches. Man, oh, that's it. Yes, sir. He says, every care that you have, he says, before you ever get started, lay it on the altar. Every care, every concern, every loved one. Every care, every anxiety, every worry, <clears throat> he said, lay it on the altar. He said, do it now. He says, because what will happen, he says, if I, he says, if I'm speaking a word to you and you're still focusing on that care, you'll never hear the answer. You got to lay it down. Y'all ready to lay it down? Y'all ready to let it go? Okay. Now, in accordance to 1 Peter chapter 5, he says, casting all of your cares. How, what's left after all? Nothing. 
So if you still got the care, how God going to help you with it? Anybody? So if you still got the care, how's God going to help you with it? You still got it. Now, if you really want God to get involved, you got to let it go. You got to do like the song from Frozen. Jewel knows this song very well. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Are y'all ready to let it go? I said, are y'all ready to let it go? Are y'all ready to let 2020 go? And everything that happened in 2020, it's time to let it go. And it's time to let it go. Cause, yes, sir. He says, he says, because you limit me to what it is I can do in your life because you still got it. See, if you could fix it, it would already be fixed by now. So, I'm going to ask you again. How many people are ready to let it go? So, this is what we're going to do before we ever get started. Well, we already started. We're down the street around the corner. Make this declaration. Father, I make the decision to cast all of my cares once and for all onto you. For I know you care for me. In doing so, I submit myself to you. I surrender to your will. I surrender to your way. Satan, I resist you. And you must flee. Get your hands off my children. Get your hands off my spouse. Get your hands off my household. Get your hands off my province. And get your hands off my nation. We plead the blood of Jesus from top to bottom, front to back, and side to side. Wheresoever the blood of Jesus is, the anointing is there also, removing every burden and destroying every yoke. I'm free. They're healed. They're whole. They're complete. They're saved in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I'm going to tell you something else. When y'all pray, don't just go, hey, man, and then walk away. Word of God says this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Did y'all hear that? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And when you begin, because you've made your request known unto God with thanksgiving, woo, I thank you, Lord. It's already done. It's already finished. It's already accomplished. It's already so. Woo, I thank you for it. They still acting crazy. Oh, Father, I thank you. It's already done. It's already so. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what your word says. Thank you, Father. It's already done. And then what happens? Then the Shalom, peace of God, which passes all understanding. People don't even realize why you're so calm and cool. Because you already went to the wave maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper. That's who you are. If you believe that, when you come out of the prayer, you would thanksgiving. If you come out the, if you go into prayer like nobody knows, and then you come out of prayer, nobody knows, then something did not happen. 
You wasn't in prayer. You was in a morning. You was in a in a pity party. Lord, don't you see what they said about me? No, that's not prayer. Father, this is what they said. But your word says. Do you want to tell you? I kept saying that. I wasn't trying to irritate. I was just being obedient to what the father told me to say. In fact, I was in a, what the world would say, an impossible situation. In fact, the lady told me in 30, what she said, 36 years? 36 years, they have never done what it is that you asked me to do. But this is what I said. I will be the first. And you know what? I was the first. Not because of me, but because of God. Are y'all ready? We already down the street around the corner. Anybody excited yet? Anybody wanting to know what's about to happen? Okay, get your hands ready. Now, New Year. I said the name of this, this the Dikish did the Baha. The name of this title of this message was From Rags to Riches. This is this is the first word you're gonna get. This is a new year, and a new year means a new you. New year. New you. Say that. New year, new you. See, according to Isaiah chapter 42 and 9, he says this. Behold, the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things before they spring forth. He says, I'm going to tell you. God says all those former things that have happened over the, over the last 11 and a half, 12 months with, with, you know, we came into the year. This is the year of the great awakening. This is the year of restoration. This is the year of the revival. And everybody's like, woo, woo, woo. And then COVID hit, woo, woo, And then they put you on lockdown, And then some of y'all, when they said you can't go to work, And the more things happen, Anybody want to get up? You started like, <laughs> and you weren't crying because you was happy in the Lord. And what happened was, is your eyes were shifted from off of the father to the situation circumstances. And you began to focus on them. And father said, Keep your eyes on me, but Lord, keep your eyes on me, but you keep your eyes on me. But don't you see what's going on? He's like, I know what's going on. But if you keep watching that instead of watching me, you're going to stay stuck in that. New year, new you. He also goes and say, he says, one of the number one things I need you to make a decision to do right now is Philippians 3.13, which says this. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do. One thing. Everybody say one thing. One thing, one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. In other words, you got to say goodbye to yesterday. You got to say goodbye to yesterday's situations. You got to say goodbye to yesterday's problems. You got to say goodbye to yesterday, some of yesterday's successes. And the reason being is because it will keep you stuck there. I was talking to Jewel one time about this service we had in, in when I was still a youth pastor. And we was talking about how, you know, one song and I got this song from heaven. It wasn't me words. It was just sounds and we're singing and all that. And, and, and man, it was such a mighty move of God. But guess what? 
I couldn't recreate that. You want to know why I couldn't recreate it? Because I wasn't the author of it from the get go. He was the one who, but I want, I tried to. Anybody ever had God do something in your life and he did it one way and you said, Lord, okay, last time I was in this situation, this is what I did. So you know what I'm going to do next time? The same thing I did last time. Guess what? It won't work. You don't believe me? Ask Jesus. Some people he healed by laying on the hands. Some people he took one person. He took some mud, put them on the eyes. One time he spoke to the woman, woman, be thou loosed. One time he didn't say anything. She touched him. Are you seeing it? Don't put God in a box. Some of us got God in a box. Don't, don't look at me with them religious judgmental eyes. Some of us got God in a box. I'm, I, you want to know how I know? Because he told me. He says, first thing you got to do is realize before it happens, I'm going to tell you. He says, but one thing I need you to do before you even get started, you got to forget and let go of yesterday. You got to let it go. Remember the song? Let it go. Y'all never look at the movie Frozen again. <laughs> let it go. Every time y'all hear that, dog, oh my God. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, let it go. Why? Because you are holding so tight to what has already passed by. Hurts. Okay, I can say that. Okay, I can do it. This is what he told me to tell you, share with you. This is a word for you. He says, I need you to drop off those dead men bones that you've been carrying around and refuse to carry them around any longer. Pause and think about that. I know y'all going to ask it. What is a dead man bone? I'm going to tell you in a minute. He says, lay down your past hurts, failures, disappointments, mistakes, and even your past successes that has you stuck in yesterday. He says, leave it all on the altar today, for behold, I'm doing a new thing in those who will hearken to my voice to obey it and let go of yesterday. He says, did you hear that part? He says, he says, say that again. He says, I'm doing a new thing in those who will hearken to my voice to obey it and let go of yesterday. He says, you can't carry the old into the new places. And I'm going to, I got to, at the end, when this is all over, I got something I'm going to share with you all. You can't carry the old into the new places I'm taking you. For you will get stranded comparing yesterday to today. Well, remember I did this? And remember we did? And remember it used to be this way? And it used to be, and God says, but I'm doing a new thing. But Lord, it used to be this way. And Lord, it, and I used to do it. That, and, but don't you understand, Lord? That way I know. This way I don't. He says, you can't carry the old into the new places I'm taking you, for you will get stranded comparing yesterday to today and miss out 
on what I truly have for you because you won't let go. He says, take me out of your box that has limited me by you saying he can only do it this way or this has to happen before God can do this. But I'm telling you, I've already made a way of escape for you, but you have to take the limits off of me to receive it. I'm limited to how much of your life you allow me to move in according to your faith. Does he have everybody's attention? I'll send the notes to y'all after this service. So you go. He says, take the limits off. Take the limits off. See, even through 2020, what most people will say is the church has been solid and quiet. The church has grown in 2020. How? Digitally. See, before people was only reaching people, you know, if they came to your local service or whatever, but now you could put it on, on YouTube. I mean, shoot, we got people from Quebec and, and parts of the states and um, Taiwan and Vietnam and all over the world watching the broadcast. Why? Hunger for change. See, it's like going to a good restaurant. You don't go to a good restaurant expecting to get nothing. I mean, how many people will go to a fancy restaurant to go get some crackers and some cheese? You can do that down the street. So when you come to the restaurant, when you come to the depot, oh, you're going to walk out full. Unless you just came in here hard-hearted. But I already took care of that this morning because I was praying against that this morning too. That your eyes would be able to see, your ears would be able to hear, but more so your heart would be able to receive the word that will go forth this morning. New you, new year, new you, from rags to riches. In accordance to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says this. This is why you got to say goodbye to yesterday and why you got to let go. He says, but you are my chosen, you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. Now, God claims you as his very own. Pause and think about that. God claims you, if you're in the body of Christ, as his very own. So don't ever let nobody tell you not worth anything. Don't let everybody tell you because of your past that you can't do anything for God. Because I know some, some murderers who God used. Paul was, a, was killing people. God used him anyhow. David had a problem with women. God used him anyhow. And I said, Peter cussed all the time. Old cussing Peter. Thomas doubted. Judas was a thief on the staff. God used him anyhow. Stop believing that you have to be perfect in order for God to use you. 
let's kill that religious cow. Elsie, pow, she gone. <laughs> that religious cow just died right there. You don't have to be perfect for God to use you, but there is something you have to do. So God calls you his very own. He did, he did this. Who? He did this so that you would broadcast the glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time you knew nothing of God's mercy because you had not because he hadn't made it available to you, but he says because you hadn't received it yet. But now you are drenched in it. My divinely loved friends, since you are residents, aliens and foreigners in this world, you know what a, a alien is? Somebody who doesn't belong in that particular system. That's what the Bible says about you. That's what the Bible says about me. According to this world system, we're aliens. We're foreigners. Everybody, anybody know about being a foreigner? I know about being a foreigner. I didn't know about being a foreigner until I came to Canada, but I know about being a foreigner. He says, you're foreigners in this world. He says, I appear to you to divorce yourselves <clears throat> he said, I appeal to you to divorce yourselves from the evil desires that wage war within you. Live honorable lives as you mix with unbelievers, even though they accuse you of being evildoers. Now, has anybody seen that happen? Well, a believer will accuse you of being an evildoer simply because you won't get it, cooperate with what the world is saying. I looked up a lot of words. And a lot of words, there's a lot of buzzwords going on right now, like love and inclusion and all that. And behaviors. Don't let the world define for the church how the church is supposed to respond to the world. Don't let the world try to define for the church what the church how the church is respond to the world. The church is like sandpaper. It is going to rub you, not for the wrong, but for your good. Because if you stay on that wrong path long enough, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get an end result. And it has nothing to do with karma. I know. I know. I know. I'm coming for you this morning. He says, for they will see your beautiful works. See, at one point they're going to call you, they're going to accuse you of being evildoers. But the more they see your beautiful works and have a, and they will be able to have a reason to glorify God. See, they're not good. They don't just because you say God, they've never seen God at any time. So what, what did Jesus say when they said when uh, when Thomas said to Jesus, Jesus, show us the father and it, it will it will please us. What did Jesus says? If you have seen me, you've seen the Father already. When people talk to you about, tell me about your Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus already. Why? Because you have the same, you are operating in the same characteristics and with the same attitude to which Jesus operated in. Guess what the first one is? Well, I'll guess. Love. Jesus didn't walk around like you, you, you. He didn't do that. Jesus spoke the word only and let the word do what the word was set up to do. Are y'all real? Oh, y'all with me. 
Okay. So, new year, new you, letting go of yesterday, stepping into today, taking God out the box. You've already cashed your cares, right? You already put the rocks down too? Because I got some rocks in my pocket too. I can throw back. In order for you to, for the, you to step from the in, new year in the new year, this is the prophetic word he's telling us. Take off your grave clothes. Ooh, take off your grave clothes. I know y'all said, what is grave clothes? Okay, I'm about to tell you, which is my self. John chapter 11. Take off your grave clothes. Glory to God. Yes, sir. He says this. Whom he loves, he chastens. He says, you can't take, I'm telling you, you where you're going to be next year or next week. You can't take the old into the new expecting to get something new. If you take the old into the new, you're guess what you're going to get at the end of it? The old. Because you're still carrying it around on a backpack. I told y'all last week about my backpack of offense and bitterness and resentment. Boy, you, that message blew up. <laughs> message blew up. People watch that message a lot. Because it's being transparent. God says you got to take off those grave clothes. And this, and this is the scripture he gave me. John chapter 11, verse 34 says this. This is, I'm reading out of the, the Passion Translation, and this is the account of Lazarus. He says, and he said to them, where did you bury him? And they said, Lord, come with us and we'll show you, they replied. Then tears streamed down Jesus' face. Now, this is the part where I told you when I left my parents' uh, house and left the church, left uh, to go into the military, I only knew two scriptures. This is one of them. Jesus wept. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. That, that, don't judge me. Some of y'all didn't even know that was in the Bible. He says, seeing Jesus weep caused many of the mourners to say, look how he loved Lazarus. Yet others said, isn't this the one who opened blind eyes? Why didn't he do something to keep Lazarus from dying? How many people have had said that this year? Man, some people said, Look how much he loves us. He's protected us. Other people said, ain't this supposed to be Jesus? If God's supposed to be so good, why didn't he do something about this? Why didn't he keep me from going through this situation? Why did I have to go through this? Why did my loved one have to die? Why did my loved one have to get sick? Why, Lord, if you're so good? Anybody? Y'all ain't got to raise your hand. I already know. I already know. I already know. Because I'd be, I, I didn't say any of that. But when somebody who I, I who, somebody in my, uh, who was close to us, when they passed, I was like, Lord, what's up? Here's what he said I can't go against their will. So he says, so the people are like, well, why didn't he do something to keep Lazarus from dying? Then Jesus, with intense emotions, came to the tomb 
a cave with a stone placed over its entrance. Jesus told them, roll away the stone. Who rolled away the stone? Did Jesus do it? Did the angels? Did the apostles? No. Jesus told them, roll away the stone. And he said, that's the same thing I'm telling you this morning. With your yesterdays, I need you to roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. <clears throat> then Martha said, but Lord, it's been four days since he died. Does anybody know why Jesus waited four days? Jesus waited four days because they believe, Jews believed at the time that the body could return, the spirit could return to the body within three days. So that would have been no big deal. He waited four days so they would realize there's no way this could have happened except by God. Do you? Oh, that's good. Do you know sometimes your situation goes on longer than what you would think it would go on? So you can be a witness and a testimony to man. It seemed impossible, but God, how much greater will your witness be? Man, it, it, man, it was like 1159 and 59 seconds. And I mean, they had their finger on the button to cut my lights on. Then all of a sudden, somebody came by and said, the Lord told me to give you this. And I was able to keep my lights on. They told me there's no way this is going to happen. There's no way this is going to happen. There's no way they ever going to get healed. There's no way they're going to get delivered. And then we saw this happen last week. This week. Last week. It started last week. This week. With, with Julian's grandmother. She had something happen to her. And they took her to the hospital. What do we do? What do we say concerning this situation? Speak the word only. The doctors still like. We don't know how that happened. We don't know if she was like this, and then she's like this. We can't explain it. We knew, because we went to the Waymaker, and he told us, this is what's going on. This is what I need you to say. And now the family's trying to, whoa, 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 what do we do with this? Because we, the way she's talking, because she's 98, we know why she's, thinking, why she's talking that way, but you can't tell the family that, because they wouldn't understand that. So they had to move the stone, roll the stone out of the way. Then Martha said, Lord, it's been four days. By now his body is stinks and he, he's already decomposed. But Jesus looked at her and said, didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me, you will see God unveil his power. Did, did y'all hear that? If you will believe in me, you will see. God and Bella's power. See, that's what you got to do. Just believe. Just believe. <laughs> okay. Just believe. So they rolled away the heavy stone. Jesus gazed into heaven and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard my prayer, for you listen to every word I speak. Now, so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger. I will use the power you have given me. So that's it. He says, so I'm telling you the exact same thing. As opposed to trying to, to, to wait on God to do something, God says, why don't you use the power I've already given you? 
He equipped you. Same thing Jesus has, same thing you got. Same Holy Ghost you got. Jesus has same Holy Ghost you have. You didn't get like Jesus didn't get like Holy Ghost Lamborghini and you got Holy Ghost Ford. Focus. You got the Lamborghini too. The difference between you and Jesus is Jesus used what he had. You sitting there, man, I tell you what, if you ever go with me, if you ever go, if we ever go into battle, I'm not dying with a with a with a clip full of bullets. We shoots. We fires on sight. We, can, we don't let the enemy come into the house, kick his feet up, make himself a little pallet over, go in the refrigerator, make a sandwich and everything, sit back, cut his TV show off. Uh, at first sight, we locked and loaded. At first sight, when the issue starts coming up, we lock and loaded. And guess what we say? We only say what God says to say. We only do what God says to do, even though our emotions are screaming and telling us to do all kind of things and telling us to cry and get all upset and bind up. Stop it. He said, he said, the other thing that the church does that limits me is you murmur and complain. You speak more in line with what the world says is going on than what my word says is. He says, I said, call those things that be not as though they are. Don't call those things that are as though they are, because what will happen? They will remain the same way. They won't change. Don't don't you know they said and they said like who they. If they aren't agreeing with him, it don't matter what they say. But we can't sit around like churches. We're going to pray about this problem. They said this and they said that and they said this and they said that and they said this and they did this and they said that. And Lord, fix it. And that's how we say, Lord, fix it. What's the, which one? Which one you want to fix? Because you said a lot. But you want, Lord, Lord, bless so-and-so. That ain't no prayer. Father, this is what they said. But God, this is what your word says. Prime example is that in Acts chapter 4. They was threatened by the, the chief priest. Hey, don't you preach in the name of Jesus no more. We're going to do this to you. We're going to do that to you. What did they do? They didn't go like, <laughs> they gonna get... no, they went back to their own company. Look what them jokers said to me. They said this and they said this. And then what did they do? They broke out the word and said, but your word says this. And according to Psalms chapter 2, and they all read it together. And what did they say after that? They said, now, Lord, give us boldness. That we may go forth and proclaim your word with signs and wonders to follow. In other words, they said, Look, I don't care what them jokers said. Give me more authority. Give me more power. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. So that I may go out there and boldly begin to do exactly what they told me not to do. They didn't rehearse the problem. You ever notice how when Jesus talked about a situation, he only talked about it once. He talked about the problem once. He talked about the solution. All the time. He says, don't, he, that's a good Lord. He says, don't spend more time talking about the problem than you talk about the solution. You should mention, yep, this is what they said, but the word of God says. And somebody comes to you, but the word of God says, but this is, but what the word of God said. And you will probably rub them, but they ain't gonna be mad at you when they start seeing results in their lives. So, he says, he's gonna use the power that you have given me. Then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out 
of the tomb. In other words, Lazarus, come forth. And what happened? He still. Now, what did Lazarus do? Then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. He still being had on grave clothes, tightly wrapped around him, his hands and his feet, covering his face. And then what did Jesus say? Jesus says, loose him and let him go. So as, as the as the as the as the apostle of this house, I'm speaking that to you this morning, to those grave clothes that have had you wrapped, those grave clothes that have had you bound. I'm telling them in the authority of Jesus name to loose them and let them go. And guess what happens? From that day forward, as a result of you being loosed, what used to bind you will bind you no more. You're not taking that old into the new. Because for a new year, there's a new you. And we're letting go of yesterday that you may step into today. See, it says in Romans chapter 8, it says this, we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or we call Daddy. Why? Because we're not only children of God, but we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. He told me to tell you this. He says, you are a new creation in Christ. Change how you see you. You're not, you're not, that's good, Lord. You're not walking out of here the same way you came in. See, in the natural, if you had a mole on your face, you're going to have it when you walk out. But in the spirit, those things that have bound, tried to bind you, those things that have tried to wrap themselves around you and keep you from fulfilling what God has called you to do. God says, you are loosed. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? Well, the woman who was bent over 18 years. And what did Jesus says? Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmities. And it says immediately. She stood upright. So, because God says, you are loosed as an act of faith, stand up. As an act of faith, stand up. And what used to bind you no longer has, no longer has, no longer has, no longer has no longer has any place, no longer has any authority, no longer has. See, there's a, we declare and decree a hedge of protection all around you and all around your household and all that which concerns you. And see, a thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but no harm shall come near you. No Harm shall come near your house. No harm shall come near your business. No harm shall come near your families. Mm -hmm. 
no harm shall come near you. Because you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and according to Psalms chapter 91, verse 1, you're under the shadow of the Almighty. Yep. Because you, he says, because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. No more. No more, he says. He says, you are a new creation in Christ. He says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says this. He says, he says I have made all things new. So we take off those grave clothes and we put on the garment of righteousness. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're in right relationship with God right now. And see, no matter, okay, no matter what comes, I got to give you this. No matter what comes, no matter what comes, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 says this, because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the world, all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. So he has kept you from the hour of temptation. He has kept you. Why? Because you have kept his word. Now, you can make a decision. Nope, it wanted me to be available to you. If you want to go find those old dead man bones that you had before you came in here, they already burnt the heck up. You ever been to a cemetery where they do cremations? You ever seen that dust? And, it, and all those bones come into dust, and then you know what you do? You just... <laughs> gone like the wind. So are those dead man bones. You won't find them. Go look for them. You won't find them. And when you try, oh, that's good, Lord. And when you try to find it, you'll see an angel standing at the doorway, blocking your way from going back to where it is you used to be. He says, for today, I have done in you a new thing. Can you see it? Can y'all see that? I can, in the spirit, I can see that. I seen it this morning. You won't walk out the same way you went in. Now, does that mean the circumstances may not look the same? They may look the same, but you see them with new eyes. You see them with new visions. Why? Because you got God's word on it. And God can't lie. New year. New you. 
He says, you came in feeling like rags, but you're going to walk out in riches. Because now you don't have the grave clothes. Now you're clothed in righteousness. Now you realize you're a new creation in Christ. Now you realize <laughs> God has made all things new. Amen? Amen. Y'all received that this morning? All right. So we're going to do it. We're going to act out. Father, we just thank God and praise you this morning, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the And the best is yet to come. Fresh and filling of the Holy Ghost, Father God. Fresh anointings. Your mercies are new every morning. Father God, we're going to walk out and whatsoever things are pure and whatsoever things are lovely and whatsoever things are good report and whatsoever has virtue, that if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, we're going to thank on those things. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now. For all those who have never made Jesus the Lord of their life, man, we gave, oh, how many people, if y'all saw the broadcast on Thursday night, we had a shouting good time. We had got a lot of feedback for that, talking about the truth about Christmas and the greatest gift, the greatest gift, the greatest gift to help you to get from, if you're still holding on to rags and you want to get into the riches, the greatest gift I can offer you is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because he is the doorway. See, the world will tell you there's many different keys to get to the door. But I'm going to let you know right now, there's only one master key to get to that door. And his name is Jesus. Now, some people might have started off a relationship with the Lord, but they know they really haven't really been living the way that they're supposed to be living. But God says, hey, you know what? I, I got a way back for you. First John 1, 9. You acknowledge your sins. In other words, what does that mean? You're just admitting the fact, hey, I missed it. He said, if you do that, he says, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of all your sin, cleanse you of all unrighteousness, treat you as if you'd never sinned because Jesus has already paid the price for it. So this is what we're going to do in the name of Jesus. Just repeat this after me. If this is your very first time or you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross. And carry my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. With a Bible of evidence. Of speaking in tongues. I believe I receive right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. So if that if you receive Jesus for the very first time or if you rededicate your life, we want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you back into the family, back into right relationship with Father. Now, the next thing you need to do, the one of the next most important things you need to do is begin to renew your mind by the word of God. How do you do that? Find a good Bible teaching word church and word and faithful life is that church. We will teach you how, what the word says and how to apply it to your everyday life. So if you're in our local area, we, by all means, we love to have you come out. If you're not in our local area and you're still trying to find a local church, 
continue to tune in, but also we will help you find a local church in your area. Just email us at info at faithfullifecenter.com. That's, uh, as you were, info at faithfullifeottawa.com. Thank you, Joanne. Uh, and we will get that information to you. Or just message us on the website, and we'll get that information to you at the end of the day. Our whole thing is making sure that you are maturing in the things of God. So on behalf of Sister Juwenn and myself and all of the Faithful Life Center family here at the depot, we'd like to wish you a happy new year and we 